Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. We welcome you this morning. So glad that you are here. It has been an outstanding revival for our young people. And we're so glad to have our evangelist with us. So appreciate him. He has preached to our youth on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning. And there has been a move of God. Lives have been touched and changed. Aren't we thankful for our youth in this church? And our young adults. Amen. Praise God. Turn around to somebody beside you and welcome them to the house of God and tell them, I'm so glad you're in church with me right now. Remain standing all over the building. I do want to say, hey, come here, Sydney and Simon. We want want them to come. These this is this is an amazing friends of ours. They they have they Bible quizzed with us. I've watched them. I feel like I've watched you grow up, and uh, probably nine or nine at least nine years that I've known them. Their mother and father are amazing people, John and Stephen McDonald, that pastor in Eureka, California. And these, these young adults right here have been such a blessing to our family, their family. They got a little brother named, named Jance, and he's just full of fire himself. And, and uh, I, I preached a message, told you about when God spoke to me about miracles at midnight. And it was at their church that God gave me that word. And their family, my, my kids said, when I'm around John McDonald, I feel, like I'm, uh, uh, I feel like this is what Jesus Christ would have been like. He's such a godly and holy man. And, but they've come in to be a part of this weekend with us and with, with uh, the, the battle cry last night. Now, are, would you welcome them? They've been wor- leading us in worship. I love y'all. They are a great, great, great blessing. Praise God. At this time, we want our evangelist to come, Brother Landon Gore, and he is from the Dallas, Texas area. His dad pastors there, and uh, he is a premier evangelist of our day. He could be anywhere. God has called him, used him, travels around the world preaching crusades, and uh, his ministry is so impactful. And we are so blessed to have him to minister this morning already. There was a move of God. He preached a a right now word that we needed to hear. How many know a word fitly spoken is better than apples of gold and pictures of silver? And Brother Gore, we love you. Thank you for being who you are. My kids love you. And thank you for just your ministry. And uh, would you give him a big Zanesville anchor welcome? Would you do that? We're so glad he's here. Now, y'all know the message is going to be long when the preacher has two mics. So y'all better take one of these or we're going to have a three-hour sermon. Which one do I keep? All right. If I ask for it back, y'all are in trouble. You know you get to laugh in the house of God. Living for God should be fun. There's joy involved. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning? 
I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the anchor church. It's Sunday. What a joy to be in the house of the Lord today. And uh, I see so many unfamiliar faces, and yet I feel at home. And I'm just, that's, that's what the body of Christ is like. And I'm thankful for the household of faith and uh, for the opportunity to have spent this week um, with uh, Pastor Cody and the team. And we've had some wonderful uh, services with the youth and young adults. And I had just a, a special time with your Christian school Friday morning. And uh, was so blessed by uh, the ministry of uh, Lakin and several others uh, at the concert last night. Simon and Sydney accompanied her. And uh, your church facilitated an environment for people to be blessed. And then here we are this morning. And uh, God has just moved in a beautiful way. And I am just confident that he is going uh, to continue to do so. And so I want to take uh, your attention to the word of the Lord today. I want to go to uh, the book of Mark chapter 7. The book of Mark chapter 7. And uh, while you're going there, I want to uh, give honor to your leadership. Um, I am so thankful for the genuine, authentic kindness of Pastor and Sister Bounds. And of course, Lakin and Sawyer and Jillian and Finn. And if you love your pastoral family, would you just give them a hand of appreciation? And uh, I didn't leave anybody out, did I? I told, uh, man, I've, every room, this is the only room that doesn't have a deer hanging on the wall, by the way. And I told, I told Finn, I said, man, I got a lot of cousins. I'd really like to, you know, get some extra points on my man card. I said, you think I could kill something before the week is over? He looked at me, and with all the manliness that he could muster, he said, um, I think I could let you kill a frog. <laughs> I don't even think that gives me a full point. Um, so I'm trying to fall into the good graces of Finn. I got one more day to try to kill something. And uh, of course, again, Sydney and Simon are here. Think the world of them and have just gotten to uh, grow to love uh, Pastor Cody and his wife. And uh, he's uh, traumatized me. Uh, he's blessed me tremendously. And uh, you, don't, you don't meet Pastor Cody. You experience Pastor Cody. And I'll just leave that up to your interpretation. Thank you to the singers and the musicians that have uh, brought us into the presence of the Lord. And I just believe the Lord's about to do something. I really do. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe it. Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 24. Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 24. And from thence Jesus arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered into a house and would have no man know it. But he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, for this saying, go thy way, the devil's left your daughter. The other gospel accounts 
depicts that it's, it's almost as if he steps back and scratches its head and he declares, this is, this is, this is great faith. Ben, he only says that about two people in the Bible and both of them are non-religious. The next verse says, when she comes to her house, she finds the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. The other gospel account says she came home and that same hour, her daughter was whole. Time is unique compared to eternity. Time is linear, but there, there are heavenly and divine moments when eternity intersects with time. It's a Kairos moment. And God does something that is beyond human comprehension. You can't logically quantify it or compute it. And I just believe that it's going to be said of somebody in this house today. That same hour, something took place. Now, either that can be just a cute cliche title or that can be a reality. I intend for it to be a reality. And so by the help of the Holy Ghost, I just want to preach to you on this simple subject, this same hour, this same hour. I feel the Holy Ghost, Brother Danny. I wonder if we could just lift up our hands all across this house right now. Would you lift up? Come on, if you have the spirit, would you just yield to it for just a moment? If there's an elder, an intercessor in the house, would you just yield to the spirit for just a moment? Come on, there's an agreement happening right now. Would you just, would you just get in sync with what the Lord would do? God, we want your agenda to be made manifest. We want your desires to be a reality. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done today in Zanesville as it is in heaven. We come against everything human or hellish that would bind or try to attempt to come against what you want to do. Lord, your word is already anointed, so I do not ask for your word to be anointed, but I ask for our hearing and our hearts to be anointed. Let the ground of our heart be fertile, God. Let the seed of your word germinate, and let us not just be professional hearers, but let us be doers and activators of your word. Do not let us enjoy the message. Let us receive the message. Let us Let us apply the message. Let us respond to the message. And we will give you all the glory. We will give you all the honor. We will give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus, if you believe that prayer, would you clap your hands into the Lord right now? Come on, just a little louder, just a little longer across this house. I just ask you to do it just a little longer. Come on, could you just send a signal to the spirit world? I want heaven to know I came to church today. I want hell to know I made it to the house of the Lord. Woo. Come on, I wonder if you just turn to your neighbor right now and declare it in the spirit. This same hour, something's gonna change in your mind. This same hour, something's gonna change in your home. This same hour, there's gonna be something that goes beyond human logic. There's gonna be something done that only God can get glory for. And it's going to happen this. Oh, I want you to verbalize it and say it. I want you to tell somebody, this same hour, 
this same hour, this same hour. Hallelujah. God bless you and you can be seated. She was a Syrophoenician by nation. She lived on the wrong side of the track. She did not have any VIP access or special pedigree granting her to receive the miracle that she needed. Yet, hell had come against her house. And hell had come against her mind and her thought processes and her paradigms. And hell had, had intertwined into her decisions and, and her day-to-day life. And in Monday, she was being attacked. And throughout Tuesday, she was being assaulted. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, day after day, the fiery darts of the enemy was piercing her soul and coming against her context. And, 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 and it seems as if from every side, she is experiencing the onslaught of the enemy. And so it is for you and I because we we are not just uh, oozing through life. No, we are marching every single day amidst a barrage of, of lies and spirits. We are in the end times. We are in the middle of war. Think it not strange, children, when you're surrounded by ambush and temptation and cynicism. We are in a war. We are in a battle. That theme is all throughout Scripture. We, we are not on a playground. We are on a battleground. And so it is that the Bible says that in the last days, I feel the Holy Ghost, Brother Michael. In the la- we got two Brother Michaels, by the way. We got this Brother Michael and we got this Brother Michael. This Brother Michael gave me a haircut the other day. And uh, y'all see my initials in the back? No, I said no initials. Brother Michael gave me a haircut, and I salute him for that. Brother Michael, uh, uh, the Bible tells us that in the last days, we are in the last days. And in the last days, there's going to be evil men, and they're they're going to seduce, and they are going to wax worse and worse. But I read it this morning. The psalmist said, I will yet praise thee more and more. Oh, Oh, I feel somebody in the house. You already know where I'm going. When the wickedness around you is waxing worse and worse, the worship on the inside of you ought to pulsate more and more. Your excuse to do less is my reason to do more. Your excuse to miss church is my reason to come to church. Your excuse to pray less is my reason to pray more fervently. So the Bible says, the Bible says something absolutely mundane and yet miraculous. The Bible says she departed her house. Now that might not seem like much unless you know the environment of her house. That might seem just monotonous and and, and lethargic and, and just something very minute unless you realize everything that is wanting to force her to cower in a corner and cry into her Tim Hortons. But that's not what she does. The Bible says, Rebecca, that she departed her house. Sorry, I got to pause. I got a praise report. What's the praise report? You're here. I need to just notify hell. They're here. That might not seem like much unless you know what I left and unless you know what I fought and unless you know what I peeled back to make it onto location. 
Somebody just, somebody just needs to remind hell, I showed up, I made it, I'm here. You didn't stop me, you tried to defy me, but you did not defeat me. And so it is, she departed her house and she began a, 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 a search based upon a what if. No guarantee, no promises. Nothing in her life, Maddie said that she was going to get a miracle for certain. But she left based upon a perhaps. She, lay, she left based upon a what if. She left based upon a maybe. And she began to turn that city upside down. Hey, have you seen where Jesus went? Did he take an Uber? Did he go right? Did he take a left? Did he stop at Starbucks? Where did Jesus go? I don't know where he went. Do you know where he went? I think he may have went down here. Well, where did he go after that? I got to get to Jesus. And so it is, oh my, so it is. I, I just love when I walk into the house of the Lord and there's somebody with fire in their eyes and they come in desperate. Now, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't need fresh batteries in my discernment to know who's desperate. Can I say that one more time? I don't, I don't need fresh batteries in my discernment to know who's desperate. All you got to see is somebody with fire in their eyes that says, I don't know if it's going to be in the first song, in the second song. I don't know if it's going to be in the middle of the announcements. I don't know if it's going to be the altar, but somewhere I'm going to see Jesus. Somewhere I'm going to, singer, you better get me to the master. Preacher, you better get me to the wave walker. I need an encounter with the Savior. So it is. So it is, her heart, her heart stops. With a bated breath, she sees him. He's right there. She's right, he's right there. You got a phone? So she gets herself together. She takes her Sunday selfie. Hashtag going to the ancient church. Hashtag, hashtag going, to make a, going to get a miracle. And this is her moment. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is her day. But there's a problem. Jesus is surrounded by religious people. Jesus is surrounded and suffocated by religious people. And another, religious people is code language for people that have been around Jesus the longest but need him the least. We'll show up and we'll be professional and we'll go through our religious routine and, and we'll go back and we'll, we'll have our nice Sunday lunch. But that doesn't bring you a miracle. I told you, I don't need fresh batteries in my discernment to know who's desperate. If you got options, you're not desperate. But give me the young man. Give me the young lady. Give me the single mother or father. Give me somebody who's left a battle at the house and there is desperation in their voice. There is fervor in their worship that says if it does not happen here, where will it happen? If it does not happen now, when will it happen? If Jesus does not do it, who will do it? Jesus, hey, 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 Jesus, hey, Jesus, excuse me, pardon me, God bless you, good to see you, hey, Jesus, yo, hey, Zeus, now all of a sudden, you can be seated, all of a sudden, Lake and the SSS walk up, the secret service of the Savior. 
They got their black suits and their black earbuds and they, they look like you. They got their black suits and their black, they got their black uh, earbuds and, and what are those fancy glasses? Uh, those, uh, they got their black Ray-Bans and uh, they done swag on over. And I said, yo girl, what's up? Back up, back up. We got a cray-cray woman on all nine. Hey, yo girl, we, uh, we in the middle of our routine. We really like for this evangelist to just kind of preach us a, a cute package sermon, the 20-minute kind. We, you know, pastor don't do that, so we're hoping today might be an exception. And uh, we got lunch waiting for us. We got Sunday plans, and you ain't about to mess it up. But she's desperate, and desperate people are dangerous. I said desperate people are an absolute threat to orthodox North American check-in, check-out Christianity. When somebody comes in with a need, they do not care about your lack of hunger. All they know is if they can get in the presence of Jesus, if they can get in the vicinity of Jesus, anything and everything could change. So it is that they're talking to her. Wait, hold, hold up. Hey, where'd she, where'd she go? She's at the feet of Jesus. Hey, 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 Master, we're sorry. You can be seated. We're sorry. Everything's okay. Now, come over here. Come on, come on. Let's, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Hey, it's closed. Sorry, Jesus. We'll, we'll take care of her. We got her. You didn't train us for this, but we got her. And Jesus is eating. Eden, Jesus says, oh, no, 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 I got this. And the lady begins to fall to her feet, and she begins to petition Jesus, and, and all of a sudden, she, she's about to go, and, and this is her moment. This is her one-on-one -on -one audience. Everything's going to change. But Jesus looks at her and says, it would not be appropriate. It would not be meat. It would not be time. It would not be acceptable to give the bread that belongs to the children to the dogs. Mic drop. Disciples over there tweeting, hashtag bars. Jesus said that? What? Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, that worked at youth. <laughs> I just wanted to gauge the age. I wanted to see where my audience was at. I played you. Half the audience said, what's that mean? Google, Google Dictionary. Did he really just say, my man, he said it. The master said it. He called, Brother Tyler, he called her a dog. No, no, maybe he stuttered. Zion, did he call her? Yeah, yeah, he did. He called her a dog. Jesus called me a dog. How would you, how would you feel if Jesus called you a dog? No, you lying. Oh, I'd be good and hood. It'd all be great. It wouldn't offend me. You lie, you lie, you lie. You would have ran to Facebook and given Jesus a bad review. A dog. Jesus called me a dog. How many of you have a dog? Uh, how many of you got multiple dogs? So this church is full of, of, of dog lovers and dog owners. Well, you are not looking at a dog lover or a dog owner. Clarification, I'm not a dog hater. I'm just not a dog lover. Oh, y'all judging me. 
I, uh, I went overseas and, and spent some time in uh, Spain, and, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I did not know um, that I was going to have a uh, roommate. Didn't read it in the fine print. Luke, it was a four-legged terrorist <laughs> that they thought was a cute little foo-foo. I come out of my room the first day, what I do, I stepped into a puddle. Of course, he didn't have no shoes or socks on. I'm a Christian, Seth, I forgave it, forgave him, no big deal. A few days later, went to go get my dress shirts. Mr. Fufu done marked his territory. When Marco wasn't looking, I kicked him. Marco was the dog owner. And, uh, and so, so I got ready to go eat. Uh, a few nights and later, and I sit at the table, and guess who shows up at my feet? I said, bruh, we got history. We, we got a past. The next night, the next night, you, you get the point. And uh, my friends waited a few nights to tell me, don't give human food to the dog. It's not healthy for him. Well, I'm a Christian. So the next night, I begin to give them seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths out of the abundance of my heart. Because that's what Christians do. It's more blessed to give than to receive. See, y'all laughing, but y'all are judging me. I'm never going to be back here to preach ever. <laughs> but I learned something about a dog. You can kick a dog. You can ignore a dog. You can scream at a dog. You can mistreat a dog. I don't know how I know all that. You can mistreat a dog, but if he smells something on the table, he is more hungry than he is offended. Thank you, Lord, for the compliment. Did you know even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table? You know what hell is afraid of? Hell is afraid of you realizing it's not going to always be a demon and a devil that stops you. It's going to be pain, abuse, hurt, and offense. But I hear the words of Jesus. Blessed, blessed, blessed are those that are not offended. I am more hungry than I am hurt. I am more hungry. You can stab me in the back, but I'm still hungry. You can lie on me, but I'm still hungry. You can take advantage of me, but I'm still hungry. Oh, uh, you're just being optimistic. You've not lived in the real world. You don't know anything about life and pain and church hurt. Oh, yes, I do. I just haven't stopped being hungry. Because when you walk into the, now prepares the table before me in the presence of my, the presence of an adversary is not the absence of a table. It just depends on what you look at, what you feed on, what you meditate. I can think about all the people that have done me wrong. I can think about all the junk in this world. I can get cynical. I can get jaded. Or I can start looking at the banquet of blessing and mercy. And when I think about the Lord and all that he's prepared for me, I just get a little hungry for what the Lord's doing. What would he do on a Sunday? What would he do in this new season? What is on the table? Somebody shout, I'm hungry. Someone shout, I'm still hungry. Abby. Is this Abby? Abby, there's going to be a lot of things in life that want to rob you of your hunger. 
but there's always something on the table. And that lady looked at Jesus and said, even, even, even the dogs still get to eat the crumbs. You know what she was saying? It's, can I preach a little longer? Is this all right? She was saying, Jesus, you come with a banquet of blessing for all of your sons and your daughters. You come with a banquet of blessing, service after service, weekend after weekend, revival after revival. You come and you bring, you bring basketfuls of provision and supply and mercy and grace for your family. You bring it every time. Your mercies are new every morning. Your grace is new every morning. You daily load them with benefits. Hold up. Do we need to have a Bible study? You, you do know you're spoiled. You're, you're spoiled. Oh, no, we got, we got to have a little Bible study. Zion, come up here. Come up here. Hurry, hurry. I need you to run. Uh, run in the Greek means run. Here's the deal. Can, can we just pause? This, I'm going to put my timer on pause. This don't count against me. This is a separate Bible study you're getting for free. Jesus says, sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. That's KJV for, in each day there's enough evil. But your Bible also said he daily loads us with benefits. So in every day there is evil and there is benefits. In every day there is hell and there is heaven. But when he used the word to describe the evil of each day, he said sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. What does sufficient mean? Sufficient means enough. Um, I, I need to, uh, y'all just give me a second. Don't you love awkward silence? It's never bothered me. I've been awkward my whole life. Okay, sorry. We've got to fast forward. That's the evil that you're facing each day. It's just enough. Not going to weigh you down. Not going to take you out. But when you prayed, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. I pray that you would daily load me with benefits. You ever pray that prayer? Sounds just like that, right? When he used the word to describe the evil of each day, he used the word enough. But when he went to describe the blessing and the benefits of each day, he uses the word loadeth. Loadeth means more than enough. So here's the evil that you're facing, here's the blessing. Oh, I'm loaded down. You don't understand. You don't understand what you're loaded down with. When you walked in, you came loaded down with more blessing than you realized. Don't you let cynicism take it. Don't you. But that was just today. Then tomorrow comes. Then Tuesday comes. Then Wednesday comes. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you don't realize, uh, but you're stumbling uh, under the weight of burden, uh, but that burden's not always demonic. That burden's not always hellish. You've got blessing. So tell your neighbor, I'm spoiled. 
Sometimes I forget, but I'm spoiled. Thank you, Brother Zion. Give it up for Brother Zion. She said, your kids are spoiled. You come in, you bring them a banquet of blessing. But even the dogs get to eat the crumbs. What was she saying? She was saying, and we paused for a commercial water break. Thank you, Sawyer. Thank you so much. Trust me, I'm going to need it in a second. Y'all know why I'm breathing like this? Too much Chick-fil-A, not enough keto. Might as well embrace it. Lord, you come with a banquet of blessing for your sons and your daughters. But the dogs eat the crumbs because your children aren't eating everything. They've gotten a little used to your mercy. And they've gotten a little used to your grace. And they've gotten a little used to someone being filled with the Spirit of God. And they've gotten a little used to someone being baptized and every sin being washed away. They, they've gotten a little used to angels being in their midst and prophetic vision, signs and wonders and tongues interpretation. They, they forgot what it means to walk into the Holy of Holies and to be able to march boldly into the throne room of faith. The throne room of grace. And Lord, I don't need a lot. I just want what somebody else is wasting. Let me sit by somebody carnal. Let me sit by somebody lethargic. Let me sit by somebody who's just going to go through another service. Because if I can get my hands on a crumb, this same hour, everything could change. Oh. You know. You don't know my name. You don't know my history. You don't know what's in my bank account. I just slipped under the table and I'm looking for a crumb. I just, I need this service. I can't afford to wait for another day, another time. I, if I could just, if I could just get my hands on something, it doesn't even have to belong to me. It, it, it doesn't even have to have my address or social security number. It don't even have to have my first, middle, and last name. If I can just get my hands, if I can just get my hands on something divine, if I can just get my hands on something. Oh, no, I, I got to paint this picture right now. You can be seated. Lakey, I need you to come help me real quick. Uh, Brother Tyler, I need you to come help me real quick. Sawyer, I need you to come help me real quick. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Now, now, they don't know we didn't plan this, okay? They don't know we haven't practiced this, so let's just make sure they're fooled. So, um, here's the deal. Jesus comes, and, and he has a banquet of blessing. He has a banquet of blessing for his children. But they're, they're, not, they're not eating everything. There's some crumbs that have fallen from the master's table, which means they're, they're near the master's feet. And hell has come to this little lady's house. I need you to be the bad guy, okay? Can, can I see a mean mug? Snap, that's not a mean mug. I need like a mean mug. Like, no, no, a mean mug is intimidating. My man, you killing me. And I need, oh, I need somebody else. Uh, Maddie, can you help me real quick? Hurry, run, 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 run. So you're under arrest, okay? So I need you to, I need you to grab her by the arm. Anna, she's under arrest. I need that mean mug. And uh, you're, you're, you're under arrest, okay? Yeah. 
So hell, I gotta paint this picture. Hell has come to this lady's house. And he he has her daughter oppressed and depressed and overwhelmed. And you know what mama does? Mom goes in search for Jesus. And when she gets to Jesus, there's a banquet for all of the spoiled kids. But there's only a crumb for you. But I want you to, I want you just to, to pick up that crumb. You see, you could have stayed home. You could have washed online. You could have made excuses. You could have isolated. You could have given in to downward, decadent thought processes. But you made up in your mind and something bowed up in your spirit that says, I will leave and I will go get Jesus, even if it's based on a maybe. I've seen more... I've seen more men and women on a maybe mission get their miracle than those that just waltz into the house of the Lord. I'm a king's kid. I can eat when I want. I'll eat later. I've seen them leave and miss it. But you let a mama on a mission. You let a daddy on a mission. Say maybe. Just what if. Just perhaps. So pick up the crumb. Let her go. Drop the crumb. Arrest her. Pick up the crumb. Let her go. Drop the crumb. Arrest her. I'm going to do it one more time. Slowly pick up the crumb. Hold, hold, hold. Slowly pick it up. Let her go. Before you call it hype and emotion, you better not miss the fact that when you get your hands on something heavenly in this house, something hellish in your house has to let go. That's why I have to respond to pastor's preaching. That's why I have to come to the altar. That's why I have to dance. Because if I can get my hands on something divine, something hellish, we'll have to let go. Oh, I dare you to do it right now. I dare you to run. I dare you to jump. I dare you to shout. I just dare you to get your. Come on, I'll give you 20 more seconds. I dare you to bust a move. I dare you to wiggle your fingers, move your toes. You gotta get your hands on something. Oh, but you don't understand. It's just a crumb. It's just another Sunday, just another sermon. It's just a crumb. It's just a crumb. It's just a crumb. It's not just a crumb. Go to Job 26. Hurry. Job 26. You can be seated for just a minute. I'm almost done. Musicians, get ready to come. The Bible says that Job begins to describe the greatness and the majesty of God. He paints this canvas of God in creation and he begins to extol God. He begins to compliment God. He begins to highlight him in all of his attributes. And then at the end he says, Lo, we're just under the table. This is just the footstool. These are just part of his ways. All the miracles that we're seeing in Ohio, all the miracles that we're seeing in Zanesville, all the miracles that we're seeing at the Anchor Church, it's just part of his ways. It's just the crumbs. How little 
a portion is really heard of him. What does that mean? That means the greatest miracle that you have ever seen is not the peak of God's power. It's a peer in. Anything you have seen God do is not him exhausting his power. He did not have to use all of his forgiveness to forgive you. He did not have to use all of his healing to heal you. He did not have to. Your God is not hiding a lack of power. God is trying to hold back power. Because if anybody sees him in full power, they will die. See, we got to get to the level of faith that we realize God is wanting and God is willing. The revival that we're praying for, the miracle in our mind that we're believing for, the prodigal coming home that we're interceding for, it's not a bag of trash that God has to grumbly take to the curb. It's something he's waiting to do. It's something he's wanting to do. And Jesus Christ is the same. Is this all right? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our opportunity is not. See, in the Old Testament, there was bread that came down from heaven. They didn't know what to call it. They didn't know what it was. And so they just called it manna or angel bread. But there was, something about, there was something distinct and different about this bread. There was a 24-hour expiration date on it. It means what you could get today, you could not necessarily get tomorrow. And God forbid that I come fat, happy, and satisfied deciding what I will eat or not eat while a new convert comes in with an insatiable desire. I'll take anything. You don't want it, I'll take it. You don't want it, I need it. You don't want it, I got, I'll shout when nobody else shouts. I'll run when nobody else runs. I'll go to the... Now, I'm glad you guys are not like this. But there's a lot of professional Pentecostals that altar call is the grade that they're giving the preacher. If it's a good enough message, I'll come to the altar. If it entertains me, I'll come to the altar. If, it, if, it, if it's something revelatory and mysterious and something I've never heard before, I'll come to the altar. You, one, of the, one of the greatest insults that you could give your pastor and I've said it, you've said it, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not coming against anybody. But our verbiage affects our theology. Pastor, I enjoyed that message. It's one of the worst things that you could say. Because messages were not meant to be enjoyed. They were meant to be received and digested and applied. You were meant to not just be... You weren't just meant to come and dine and pick. You were meant to be a doer. I said you were meant to be a. We don't want entertainment. We want a word. And we want it to get into our spiritual DNA. So that when we leave this house, we can go to our house and see something changed. Musicians come. Can I preach just a few more minutes? The Bible says, the Bible says that that mama had a crumb. It's, it's not just a crumb. I said, it's not just a crumb. She got her hands on that crumb and she started marching home. She started going home and the Bible says that she found. I mean, she was looking for it. She found her daughter. How did she find her? Oh. 
read it unless you mistake the significance of what's in this basket, unless you forget what kind of banquet the Lord brings to you. It's so grand and so majestic and so powerful. All you got to do is get your hands on a piece of something. And when you get your hands on a piece of something, you don't go back home to a piece of peace. You don't go home to a piece of a miracle. You don't go home to a... You can get your hands on a piece, but you come back to wholeness. You come back to complete... It's not just the crowd. Lift your hands all across this house right now. Woo. Come on, lift your voices for just a moment. Come on, you're at the master's table on a Sunday morning. Come on, there's a banquet prepared for you. Woo. Aha. Yes. Hear me. Hear me right now. Tell your neighbor this same hour, this same hour, something's about to happen. I said this same hour, something's about to happen. David said, I was young, now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed. He didn't say I've seen them eat it all. He just said they didn't have to beg for it. Because there's never been a portion problem with God. Only a partaker problem with us. The hand of heaven comes down into a service and fresh bread is delivered. And too many times the hand of heaven retracts with bread still in it. It's not the will of God. It's not the will of God for heaven to bring a banquet only to take it back. But it's the will of God for the hand of heaven to come full and to leave empty because somebody came hungry and what you don't realize about this bread is that while God is working in this house God is working in your house because he is the bread of life and he is the bread of two houses while he's doing a work in this house, he's doing a simultaneous work in your house. And so before you come to another service and just think it's another service, do not negate or nullify the fact that you could go home to a different house. Lift up your hands right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let's just pause for a moment. Would you just lift up your hands and lift up your voices right now? Come on, I don't want to go. I don't want to get in a rush right now. Come on, come on. There's there's a crumb. There's a crumb in this altar waiting on somebody. There, there's a crumb in this altar waiting on somebody. Are you going to discard it? Are you going to waste it? Woo. Come on, lift your voices for just another moment. Come on, we got time for this. We got time for this. You're going to leave it? You're going to justify just another service? You're going to just enjoy another sermon? Or are you going to get your grip on something divine? Are you going to get your hands on something heavenly? Come on, I'm opening this altar right now. If you need a healing in your body, if you need the Holy Ghost, if you need the peace of God to come in your mind, if you need the Lord to restore your marriage, if you, if you need something to happen in your teenager's life, if, if there's a prodigal that's gone astray, 
Don't walk past it. Don't step on it. You got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. There's wholeness waiting on you. There's completeness waiting on you. The bread of heaven has come to your house. There's benefits waiting. There's benefits waiting. Come on, I'm issuing a call right now. If you're watching online, I'm asking you to get your hands on a crumb. If you're in the back, I'm asking you to get your hands on a crumb. If you're in the middle, if you're in the front, if you're an elder, a longtime member, if you're a first-time guest, if if you've only been here a few months, I'm asking you to get your hands on a crumb. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.